Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Tova Lee. Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks, and the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Hey Tova, thank you so Hello. much for joining us. Hi, it's so good to hear. Well, actually, we can see your face this time, um, even though we're sat in our own homes, still in isolation. So, thank you for doing this with us. No, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Yeah, we're still in our little quarantine um, lockdown in London because of the coronavirus. So this is another virtual fucks given episode. But you know what? It's actually we get it's it's kind of okay now. We can see each other. Yeah, it's nice to see your face, Tova, looking gorgeous. Thank you. I mean, I made a decision. Like I committed to showering, getting dressed, and putting up a little bit of makeup every day. (laughs) Even though I have nowhere to go, nothing to do. Like that's my. It was my decision. It's my quarantine decision. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Tova, tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself. Wow. Okay. Well, I am. uh, I'm a content creator, I guess, which is uh, like it's annoying because once upon a time, like influencer was an annoying word, and then everybody started calling themselves a content creator, and I feel like I need to make (laughs) up a new name for what I do now because that's kind of annoying. But I do create content, uh, video format, and I also write. And I just recently wrote my first book, which Mm. is called Fucked at Forty, and. yeah, and it's uh, available everywhere, Amazon, audiobook, etc. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, I talk about like topic, I mean, I started out like talking about kids and being a mom and parenting, mm-hmm. but my content now really is about anything to do with women and, uh, um, you know, m- having a midlife crisis, which is kind of like what my book is about and sex, sexuality, masturbation, etc., etc., etc. Sounds like I, I was really lucky and got to see you live because you've been going around touring with a kind of like stand up, kind of stand up yeah. comedy. Well, do you know what? I say at the beginning of my show that I'm not a comedian because I want to make sure that if it's not funny, nobody expected it to be funny, you know? And then if it is funny, it's like it's a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. It definitely yeah. was funny. It definitely was oh, funny. Thank you. Thank I really, you. I think you had a lot of like really great things to say about sort of getting older and like um, learning new things about your sexuality as well. And like going into a like a sex shop for the first time. I really liked that story. Mm, yeah, it's it's great it. having somebody's opinion who is a lot, well, who I was going to say who is a lot older. That sounds so rude. <laughs> So rude. I'm really? so sorry. I meant to say no, who is you who? I actually I knew what you were gonna say and I was taking it as a compliment because actually oh. what I love 
about t- turning 40 is this feeling of like, I'm 40 now. Like I'm yeah. super smart. There's like a smartness that comes with age. I could be like the dumbest person, but I am 40. So, yeah, I mean, you, you know? definitely don't look a lot older. I promise you that. You're only 10 years older than we are, but it's so nice having somebody to have that life experience teach us because as much as Florence and I, you know, like going through the teenage phase, we know fucking everything. Of course we don't. And there's so much more to life. And, you know, having kids and, and dealing with shit that we haven't even dreamt of yet. So thank yeah. you for, but, for being that voice. But you know, it's great because I have followers that are e- older. And by the way, I'm not 40. I'm 44. So a Woo! lot of respect. Hey, <laughs> yeah. oh so my God. I You've have got four years I more respect followers. now. I have followers that are like in their 50s or 60s and I love it when uh, women write to me and they're like in their 50s and they go, oh, Tova, just you wait. It, it gets even better. And they're like, and they talk mm-hmm. about like, for example, uh, menopause is something a lot of women dread about and it's a period in your life that, that that's tricky and difficult. But women who have been through it and have come out on the other side have actually said to me, Tova, it's so liberating to suddenly not have your period. And you go through the sort of mourning phase, but then after that you come out and you're free you know that kind of like commitment to have a period every single month and everything that comes with it you no longer have that and I just I find like when people come with that type of perspective so lovely to hear it because you don't hear it enough all you hear is how getting older for a woman is like the the worst thing you could possibly do you know so it's Mm. quite nice and refreshing I think to hear those stories you know Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't wait not to have a period. <laughs> I hate having a period every single month. That's true. But I am yeah. also terrified of the menopause because all I hear is is scary stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, my mum mm. was lucky and she always said, like, I don't know if I've gone through the menopause. I think I just went through like a 10 year long, like hated everyone menopause. Yeah. I've, I've heard I've heard the other other side where it's, it has been quite hard and we, we don't talk about yeah. it enough and it's not respected yeah. enough, especially in the workplace where I mean periods aren't respected enough in the workplace anyway like some people can have a period and it's and it's absolutely fine and other people they are literally bed bound and they can't do anything and and it it's Mm. it's exactly the same like workplaces do need to talk more about periods and menopauses especially if you want us to keep fucking having kids for you I know no it's crazy I did a whole campaign with a brand recently and their hashtag was while bleeding because the whole idea of like what women do every single day while bleeding is just insane you know like my husband hits his little pinky like on the bed he's like on the floor crying you should hear the scream and it's like he's literally having a heart attack and I'm like, I bleed for five days a month, yet I'm out there doing the school run, I'm cooking, I'm going to work, I'm going to the yeah. gym, like I'm doing everything and I'm yeah. losing blood. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the pain and the exhaustion and everything that, like the, the hormone balance. Like my my partner's yeah. the same, Thomas, like he'll knock his testicle and be like, oh my God, like this is worth the childbirth. I'm like, I really don't think uh, it is. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, to yeah. be fair, we don't know because we ha- we don't have testicles. So it's really hard to relate and understand what men go through with their genitals and what women go through with their genitals. But we need to have that understanding and, and be okay with like, yes, you're going through a shit time. And that's, that's acceptable. And like, I'm going to be there for you. 
But even more so, you know, people always talk about the extreme, but go, go uh, strip that apart. I'll tell you something else. Uh, women, right, are hormonal probably from the age of 17. I was on hormones from the age of 17 when I started taking the pill. And yeah. then you're you're on the hormones, you're on the hormones. Then I took hormones when I was trying to get pregnant because we couldn't get pregnant naturally. So again, I was on hormones. Oh. And when you have babies, your hormones stay in your body even two years after you've still had the baby. Wow. So women are on all kinds of hormones for a massive majority of their life. Now, I know you yeah. guys like talking a lot about sexuality and sex. This links so, so, so much into the whole idea of women don't like sex as much or women are not as sexual but we what chance do we even have with all the hormones that are shoved into our bodies from such an early age and this links a lot into the midlife crisis and reaching the age of 42 it was for me where the kids were a little bit older I made a decision to get off the pill and I had a few good like there was suddenly a, a chunk of like three years that I was like clean of hormones and it was almost like and of course it came at the same time that hormones Hormone, like hormones change for women around that age anyway, that yeah. I like woke up and I said, I, I literally, I say this in my show. I just went, you know, like <laughs> suddenly. Yeah. And it That's was so like, and it was like, oh my God, they fucking lied. Yeah. They yeah. lied. They fucking lied. And yeah. I don't think, I think like for a lot of women, we don't even know that because we're shoving these hormones down our throats from such mm -hmm. an early age, you know, mm -hmm. and that's the norm. That is the norm. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I exactly the same coming off of the pill. You were the same as well, Florence. Yeah. I came off like almost two years ago now. Right. Um, and I was on it since I was 17 as well. Um, and I just, I had, I, I had thyroid problems, which is why I came off them. And Yeah, it's just like you suddenly are just like, oh wow, this is how it feels to feel again. Yeah, like, like normal. I'm, I'm actually horny. <laughs> yeah. I fantasize. I want to masturbate, but it, yeah. it can also be a burden. Yeah. As much as like, yes, I'm, I don't feel horny. This sucks. As soon as that rush comes back, it's almost painful because of of being so <laughs> horny and and not necessarily getting what you desire. And even when you get what you desire, your body and your brain is still telling you you want more. No, but you see, I love what I love most of uh, is of what what you're saying. And this is another thing that I talk about in the book as well is the whole idea that like men will want sex more than women. And I think again, oh, yeah. it's drilled in us so from such an early age that when women, uh, sort a lot of women, um, and good for you that you're not going in that way because you shouldn't, but a lot I hear from a lot of women saying, oh, my husband doesn't want as much sex as I do. What am yeah. I doing wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Am That's I not attractive enough? Have I lost it? But it's all the cosmopolitan articles we've been reading all those years, you know, 10 ways to spice up your marriage and keep your husband, you know, interested. It's always like that kind of um, sense yeah. of responsibility, you know, where yeah. really, you know, sex drive is something that changes and it's not one thing for everybody. It's not like yeah. one thing fits all, you know. Yeah. Um, no, that's, we completely that's, agree. It's, so it's, such a, it's, it's such a myth that like men want it all the time, especially in relationships. Yeah. Like such they really don't. A myth. And it, it, it basically makes you feel shit because you, you're like, but you're a man. You're supposed to want to fuck yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. Why, and then they, and then they end around? up, yeah, they end up feeling shit as well because they're like, I'm not manly enough because I don't want yeah. to have sex. What's wrong yeah. with me? Because really I'm supposed fucked. to be horny all the time. It's so fucked. Fuck number one the last fuck 
I feel like I'm going to really disappoint you ladies, but my last fuck was very quick. And it was actually during the day, which actually I'm really proud about, but because of quarantine, it's been a bit tricky with the kids. Oh, obviously being oh, yeah. 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 Sex with kids. Yeah, like, it's well, tricky. With it's kids, tricky. But around kids. No, but I'm, the thing is, I, I just don't want my husband to hear this because he will get upset. But no, the thing is like, okay, Mike likes waking up early. I like going to bed late. So yeah. do the math. This is not, he likes going to bed early and waking up early. I like going to bed late, waking up late. So, so you're do never the math. In bed together. Exactly. It's not mm. a very good match, right? But the good news is we both work from home. So we've got like that little middle of the day, which is usually quite good. But now the kids are home. So it's, it's a little bit tricky. So the last fuck was a very, 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 very quick and slightly pathetic quickie <laughs> while they were watching the movie. Oh, hey now. Don't shame the quickie. Quickies can be amazing and fun. Yeah. Like, sometimes they're the best thing. It doesn't have to be a long, slow session of like three hours. Sometimes having like a five minute fuck can be amazing. And you've got to think what you can get at the moment. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Like, I feel that a lot of the times uh, for women, sex happens mainly in the head. Yeah, Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mind. Like, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm big on fantasies. Like, I have like, mm. oh, God, like my mind is just like, you know. So um, a lot of the times I'll ask Mike to not speak. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, can you please just shut up so I can imagine a completely different yeah. scenario? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What were you thinking of? What were you thinking of? <laughs> no, I'm like always like, so it's somebody, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, the blush is here. I love it. Mate, I'm always thinking of the weirdest shit. But you're lying. The thing is, he doesn't get offended. Like, he doesn't mind. He thinks it's really, he thinks it's funny, you know? So, <laughs> that's amazing. You know, that's a keeper. If he doesn't get offended over, you yeah. know, fantasizing about whatever you oh, want. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind at all. No. <laughs> you need to, like, I guess this probably won't happen happen during during quarantine because the kids are about but you need to like start reliving those fantasies that you're thinking about in your mind <laughs> you need to somehow <laughs> into reality oh i mean to be honest um <laughs> it's not, i don't know how like this probably should have discouraged me but it hasn't but like i i did at some point like try to live out some of the fantasies i don't know if Ooh. i told this in the show i don't think i say it in the show but it might have been in the book or not um, but I did like this whole thing of like, you know, the whole like uh, wearing the baby doll with the with the boots, you oh. know, like the oh, boots cute. on the bar, you know, yeah. the sort of like walk in. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I thought I was like in a casino or I wasn't. I don't yeah. remember what the story was. <laughs> like some old school movie, like a porno. Yeah, like like some sort of old school movie thing yeah. going on. And then Mike walked in <laughs> and all the lights were sort of dimmed, you know, yeah. so he couldn't see anything. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> he he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he puts on his glasses. <laughs> In a sexy way, I hope. Yeah, yeah this, was at home. this was before quarantine, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> so our sex life kind of like is, like I said, it's quite comical. And then it's yeah. sort of like, don't speak anymore right now, because now we're down to business. And that's yeah. kind of how it usually is. Yeah. <laughs> a beautiful way to have it you need to have that element of comedy because it means you're comfortable oh, yeah. but also you know to like shut the fuck up when you actually want to get like, to yeah. enjoy it yeah that's yes, a perfect exactly. combination fuck two the first fuck 
Okay. Um, well, I was, I had a boyfriend, uh, and I think I was probably 16. Um, and we had been, you know, we had been together for, I think, a year or something. And um, I don't even remember, like, the ins and outs of the first time. But all I remember is, though, that I cried. <laughs> Why? Cried. I don't know. <laughs> As in cried from happiness or sadness or just... <laughs> I don't think I'm crying. I think, I mean, I do talk about that as well in the book. That I think I had this idea of, like, my virginity being something really sacred and holy. And, like, yeah. I, should have, yeah. I should have hold on to it for as long as I could. And then sort of, like, when I had lost it, I feel like I felt quite guilty, you know? Like, oh, I don't know if you guys yeah. have that time, like, that I, I think I just felt that. And also, to be honest, I was probably not a virgin for a long time before because we were shoving everything up there everything apart from his penis <laughs> yes, you know exactly. no honestly we were like you know there was cucumbers there was everything. <laughs> so, like, no, so you honestly, lived your virginity to a cucumber basically really i wasn't in the virgin so when when the the when the event happened yeah i didn't bleed and i and i felt really awful that i i suddenly realized that i hadn't been a virgin obviously for a very long time and i i feel like the guilt upon the guilt was just like too much to bear and I just burst out in tears. The poor boy. Oh, I mean, really, oh really yeah. So I broke her with my penis. <laughs> but like, yeah. I think, I think even though, I guess you're sort of saying um, that your virginity is kind of when you break the hymen, but I guess yeah. it, it's kind of different for everyone. And yeah. I, I didn't bleed during my first time. I guess not. I, I, when I was masturbating, when I was younger, I used to like, put hairbrush handles up myself like deodorant little <laughs> things so yeah, I probably lost yeah I probably lost it myself as well and, and oh, yeah, I you know it's it's really important to remember we we don't have to have a virginity being that first penetrative sex from a guy because mm. a lot of people don't have penetrative sex for the first time or mm. you know it, it, even even so it might be a uh, you know a sexual situation they didn't want to be in so we do believe that you're allowed to, you're entitled to have your virginity with any moment in your life that that you want yeah. it could be the first time you did it with your first lover or it could be the first time you fucked yourself it doesn't have to be that cucumber or it doesn't have to be that one <laughs> fuck that was like well awkward and, and you felt really shit from it I yeah. love that you used a cucumber because I always kind of like wanted to secretly <laughs> Because the cucumbers in Israel are not like the cucumbers here in the UK. Of course. Never, they're not these massive cucumbers. They're the little ones. They're oh. like the, they're like the little ones. They're very tasty, by the way. Not after you put them up in the vagina. Just in general. They're very, very tasty. Yeah. But oh, I remember beautiful. when I came into the UK and I saw these massive cucumbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're fucking huge. They're like baguette size. Yeah. Oh my god. You're never gonna look at a cucumber again now after this conversation. Yeah, I could deal with an Israeli cucumber. I feel like whoa. Although the men in Israel, woo, hot damn. I went to. I went on um. uh, What's it called? Taglit, where they brought all the Jews back. Yeah, and that was like one of the most incredible experiences. And oh my god, the army guys. (gasps) 
<gasps> army girls as well. I was like dying. Oh. You like the uniform? There's nothing like a uh, uniform, you know. Uniform <laughs> makes everybody look so hot. I yeah, know. it does. I mean, they could be the fucking postman, and I'll be like, "Yeah, your uniform is fit." <laughs> like, I'll take you. <laughs> My uncle's oh. a postman. Oh, hello. <laughs> why have we not met? What is this, Florence? Why are you holding out on me? <laughs> Fuck three. The best fuck. I think like uh, maybe not everybody can relate to this, but as somebody who's had long term partners, then I think like I've had good sexual experiences because I think like sex gets better when you're with a long term partner. Yeah. Um, and for me, at least it has. Yeah. So I've, I, you know, I've, I've had, obviously I'm married to Mike now for 10 years and, and our sex life I'm happy with, and it's gotten better. And I had my long-term boyfriend, the first boyfriend, and I was happy with his sex life. Anyway, but this is the story after I had my divorce, cause I'm married now second time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I was in a relationship for a very long time and he, with somebody who was very sexual and we had a good sex life and I was happy with it. Um, and the relationship went really sour at some point and we should have broken up like way before we actually did blah, 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 blah. Mm. And for a very long time, there was no sex in the relationship before it actually ended. Wow. And when we separated, but we were still kind of like in the process of separating, I had like a one night stand with somebody, but I knew him. So it was somebody that I did have like some sort of uh, rapport with, but yeah. we had never had sex together. And I I will never forget the morning after like that sex. I went to have a coffee with my mom and my friend and my best friend. And they both looked at me and they were like, what's <laughs> happening? You know when you just have yeah. the glow, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? That glow, and I think it was just like the sort of like months of not having any sex, and and this guy was a really good lover, like really good, you know. And I, yeah. I, I just it was like one of those. I it's so funny because it was one night, and I sort of like will never forget it just because I really needed it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh... I would say like. If you, when you asked me the question, that was the first thing that came to my mind, you know? Yeah. Well, best one can mean anything for anyone, you know? It doesn't have to be everyone's best time means something Mm. different. So, yeah, that's. that's I actually like relate to that quite a lot as well because at the end of my last relationship, we weren't really having sex. I think it maybe been by the time like we actually broke up, we probably hadn't had sex for two months. And like before that, it had been like every maybe five weeks for like three years. So the sex was not regular at all. And then two weeks after the relationship finished, um, I organized to organize to meet up with um, a friend to basically break my new single virginity again. And it, it was just so incredible just like learning to feel things in your body again that you've like never mm. felt like well you haven't felt for like a very long time mm. um and it's just yeah it's really refreshing and it doesn't even necessarily mean that the sex itself was like it didn't have to be like really really great but it was just kind of experiencing it with a new person again it's yeah. like finding yourself, isn't it? Mm. Finding your so was that a friend? You said it was a friend, just a friend? Well, it was someone that we had met <laughs> on a job. 
and it sort of started it started like um nothing starts as a friendship like that it's no it started like a flirty friendship yeah you both in my relationship but only like very near the end of it yeah 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 we're we're kind of friends with benefits Right. I've never had a friend with benefits. That's why I'm so interested because I honestly mm-hmm. think like we should all just be able to have sex with each other. Like I don't yeah. understand why, like why and how that's become like a thing that's just not a thing. Like why? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, that my best so friend. Good. My best friend, um, like we're very touchy feely in a sense that, and there's no sexual, like, it's not about like me having sex with her. It's just like, we have also a physical connection. So like when we were on tour, you know, we, some of the hotels, we slept in the same bed. So we'd like cuddle or hold hands. And I'm thinking maybe some people will look at that and think that it's awkward, but like, I don't, I don't understand like why that needs to be awkward, you know? And I think like, um, and I think like sex is just another expression of like a physical connection and just love or whatever it is you have to another person. I don't understand like why it has to be so off limits. Like it's yeah. so, I just, I just don't get it. Like I have several friends I'd happily have sex with. Like, I don't understand why I can, you know, it's yeah. really strange, you know? Uh, is it, I mean, I feel like it's sort of deep rooted in like marriage and religion and Absolutely. adultery and stuff. Right. It's because if it does feel natural and normal, like why is it such a bad thing or why is it looked down upon? Or if you've had a good experience, why does somebody else who might've had a bad experience go, oh God, no, like that's a really terrible thing to do. I guess it's down to people saying that like when you have sex, you fall in love and like not make feelings. But but sex doesn't necessarily always equal feelings. Definitely not. It's just like, it's just like a fancy wank, isn't it? It's like solo masturbation, but you've got, (laughs) they're a sex toy. It's a human sex toy. You should make a t-shirt. That's such a good thing. That's That's so good. lube and you get out your dildo or you get out you know the what's it what menus and they have a posh wang it's with a condom it's it's like mm. that but like the ultimate you're you're fucking a living sex doll and and it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to have that emotional connection you can just fuck them and leave them like yeah. you know but it's also, it's also nice to have like some sort of connection with yeah. someone like say they are a friend so you can kind of like have fun you can joke around yeah. and it just adds another level to your friendship in a way and I think it's really nice how you can have like platonic relationships as well which kind of sounds like what you have with your best friend where you're you can like cuddle and like stuff like that and it doesn't mean that you're like sexually interested in each other and like even if you did have sex like so what it's just like it's just part of a friendship yeah. yeah, I think like uh, the the thing is this: when two people are on the same page, yeah, then I I don't see any problem. I think it gets tricky if there's it you're not exactly on the same page. Like yeah. if one yeah. has the side, for example, once more they actually do have like different types of emotions towards you, that could be a bit tricky. So I've been in those type of situations as well, and those are the moments where you have to go. I don't want to go down that route because it might actually harm the friendship because there's more to it. Do you know what I mean? But if you're on the exact same page, then, you know, I, 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 I don't understand like why we have to limit the way we express like our friendship or our love or how we, you know, how we care for each other. Root insurance is all about you and how you drive. 
In fact, that's the number one factor we use to give you a better price, which puts you in control. Just download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate. It's car insurance made for you. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Uh, so after I had separated from my uh, then husband, mm. I moved to London for a few months to work and save money. And I, my, the plan was to then come back to London to go and just to go and do an MA. And then um, I was I was waitressing somewhere in Kensington for a while. And again, after a long time of no sex, because <laughs> I wasn't dating anyone. One of the girls that was working with me sort of said, oh, we're going back to, you know, my boyfriend's house and his friends is going to come. And he was quite good looking. And I thought, you know what? I'll have another one night stand. I'm coming across like, like somebody who's had loads of one night stands. And I thought, <laughs> I'll do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So anyway, because again, like she knew him. I was like, great. It's fine. We're going back to her house, whatever. We had so much to drink. And like, I think that's kind of like a, always a really bad thing. Like, I think I we needed a lot to drink because it was very awkward. Because yeah. unlike the other guy, there was no before rapport. So I didn't know him. He was like a total stranger. Uh, so that for me was a first. And it was a bit uh, intimidating and I struggled. So I had to have a lot to drink. And I guess he felt the same way. So he had a lot to drink. And you know what happens to men when they have a lot to drink, right? Yeah, yeah they can't whiskey dick. They can't get hard. Yeah, it just didn't. It just did not work. Like he just couldn't get it up. It's really and I remember, and this is the worst thing. This is awful. Because I laughed and I laughed. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. All the pain. No, but I wasn't laughing because of him. I was laughing because I was drunk and yeah. I was like yeah. laughing, you know, but of course. <laughs> so anyway, that happened. We went, we both collapsed, went to bed. Like it, it just didn't work. And then in the morning when we woke up, he wanted to then sort of obviously redeem himself and sort of like do it. But at yeah. that point I had lost all interest. Like I yeah. wasn't having it. And I was like, no, like, it's not going to happen now. That was it. And I left. I'm a real bitch. Isn't that I awesome? Wouldn't know. <laughs> no, you're not a real bitch. Like, we've all been there. We've all like, cause like you, you do take the piss out of whiskey dick and it's like, you know, it's humorized in films and when it happens, it's almost unbelievable. So you don't really know what to do in a situation because you're not taught about it in sex ed. So you don't know how to deal with uh, someone who can't get hard. And you either yeah. go two ways. You laugh about it, make it funny, and then they don't like it. Or you get angry and you internalize it and you feel like it's your fault. Yeah. So you're like, why don't you want to fuck me? But like, it's good that you didn't have sex with him the next day because you didn't want to. Imagine if you had sex with him out of pity. Yeah. That would be worse. Yeah. And um, we have to remember, like, men don't get hard because of things like, you know, weed or alcohol or drugs or whatever um but it's it's just being okay to be like oh okay that's fine you know it's not a big deal we Mm. don't have to have sex you can go down on me we we can have a great time without it just being about penetration yeah although those are the type of things you would say again i think like with somebody that you've been with and like uh, in a relationship, it, that wasn't the scenario we were in. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just I mean, wasn't. I think, it's I like, think you yeah. can say that with anyone. 
Yeah, it's like it's a person I literally had just met and it was just, uh, you know, and you're just off your face and all you can think of is like, this is hilarious yeah. and just start laughing. Yeah. And I think I, I've done that though. I've laughed at, um, it was a, a flaccid penis. He smoked a lot of weed and he was an old school friend as well. And we had finally, we were like, okay, getting down to it and just about to have sex. And we tr- we tried twice and he still couldn't get hard uh, as in like on two separate occasions with months between. And I still, I didn't get, I got angry, which is still unacceptable. And, you know, I, I don't know that, that this poor guy, that might have, he might have got PTSD from that and maybe he now has suffers problems in like now when he's probably got a great fucking dick. I mean, he did have yeah. a great dick. It was just unfortunate. He yeah. Get hard I think at that time. <laughs> how, how did, yeah. how did the guy take it when, when you were kind of laughing about it? Because I feel like laughing about it is actually quite a positive reaction in a way, because it's not making it like Depends how you laugh. a serious thing, unless you were just like, ha ha. Yeah. yeah no oh I think I, look, I think like I said we were both really wasted at that point yeah. so I think like it was we just both collapsed and went to bed but I yeah. but also like to be fair on him like in the morning you know he sort of like it was like uh, he he sort of like tried it on and I was a bit like no you know I, I just want to go now and he was like well okay you know like that was it you know yeah. he oh good for him I was like, yeah, yeah I never saw him again and, and that's it Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. I don't know if I could say that. No, I don't think so. That there's something that changed me. Um, made me the person that I am today. I think like I can say what I'm very interested in seeing or experiencing is um I I I I went to a I went to a sex party recently. I was invited Ooh. through yeah through Killing Kittens and yeah, they do yeah, sex yeah. parties. So I went to I went to a couple of their events actually, and I didn't take part, but I was there, and it was very interesting to see like the you know the whole seeing people have sex. I I'm I have like this whole theory about women and sexuality, how women's sexuality is not actually linked to men, despite the fact that we are told that it is and we're brought up to to kind of like believe it in a way. Uh-huh. Um, so Killing Kittens are a, a female-led, um, you know, kind of company. It's all about yeah. like women empowerment, women go and women set the rules and men are not supposed to come to talk to women and it's supposed to be the other way around. Um, but for me, I still felt in that environment that it was still very much for the sake of men. Oh my even god, though, I felt exactly the same. It yeah, was it's even still, though, yeah, it's yeah. it's still through the male gaze, even though there are more females in the room, it's still very much through the male gaze. And I went to two events, so it's not like mm-hmm. I've just been to one. And uh, the first one was a cabaret show. And even in terms of the performances, which were beautiful, they were all female, gorgeous women on stage with their boobs out and lovely bodies. And I thought, Mm -hmm. but who are you catering for? It's supposed to be for the women. So why aren't there gorgeous men on stage rather than it being for a bit of both? Okay. Um, but, But it wasn't even just that, because I know that what they do and what they're trying to do is brilliant. So I think Mm -hmm. it's more, it's more something that's at the back of our minds actually that needs to change. So one of the things that 
I was really interested in doing is actually going to an event that's all females because I w- I'm really interested to see how women act in a sexual environment that has no men in place. Like, yeah. is, is, the, is the energy different? Is it different? Because, you know, we're taught from such an early age how to orgasm through movies, you know, the whole uh, uh, all that. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. but when I masturbate in the bathroom, I sound nothing like that. I yeah, make absolutely nothing noises. like that. You know, I, I, you know, my posing is very, is not uh, as beautiful as I do it when I have a, a male partner with me. You know, I'm like, my legs are like that. I'm like, yeah, you, know, I'm like, like you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like, chin, yeah, I'm making yeah. these, play, you know, different sounds. And I'm thinking, so, you know, all of this is for their sake. It's not real. Yeah, it's not yeah. real. So I'm very interested to see like uh, women have sex in an environment that doesn't have men in it. Um, Would really recommend. Maybe maybe that will change me. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) We we would really recommend going to a a sex party where it's um, an all inclusive, all genders, all sexuality kind of sex party, um, like somewhere like Crossbreed or even a fetish party, because the the scene is so different there. And I felt like with Killing Kittens, it was very like straight and men were in suits and women looked like, you know, very sexy, but it was very, again, for the male gaze. So going to something that's especially like maybe more fetish orientated, I definitely felt there's a a hugely different energy there. And the gaze is completely different because you've got people who are gay there you've got people who are trans you've got people of all different genders and sexualities so and it, what something oh, like uh, torture gardens or something else yeah so t- torture gardens a good beginner place to go um it's it's like very it's very good for voyeuristic purposes and watching because there's a lot going on they have different rooms they have rooms for for beginners where you can go in the dark and be with your partner or you can just sit there and watch a spanking show and they do put on shows um but i would say if you're if you are looking for somewhere to actually take part then going somewhere like crossbreed or um god there's so many names that i've all forgotten them of course <laughs> but yeah um, torture garden is is has gotten so big at the moment but it's it's a great experience i really highly recommend to go there if you want to watch and find out more yeah it's interesting like i i've i've i mean i i don't know if it'll change me again but like i I, I'm very curious again, not for not for participation for me, because because it, it's not for me. It's, I'm not looking for female partners. It's just not yeah. for me. But I would very much like to to be in that environment. You know, I, I I find that very very intriguing. I know there's also another one called skirt parties. The skirt, skirt, yeah, skirt yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, that's all like, women, a friend right? of mine. Yeah, a friend of mine goes to that, and that's all women. But a lot of them, you know, they're, they're, you know, she, well, she's, she's married. So like this, like you said, there's like women who were, who would say that they're bi or, mm. you know, or gay or what, you know, straight, there's a variety and, 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 and they have socials as well, like to come and sort of like, it's more about socializing and chatting. And then there's also yeah. playroom. So yeah. It's interesting, you know? So oh, that's my goal. That's my goal for 2020. Yay. I mean, hopefully, I mean, sex parties won't be happening if coronavirus is here for the rest of the year. Actually, Killing Kittens are doing like Zoom parties. Oh, they are. Actually, that's cool. It's quite cool because you're at home with your partner or with your toys and there's another 500 people on Zoom. It's quite interesting. Different rooms, you know, different screens. What are people doing? It's quite cool, actually, I think, you know? I want to play. That actually sounds like a really cool experience. For fuck's sake. 
Uh, I'm reading today's question for the podcast. <laughs> Whoa! Usually me. Fair <laughs> opportunity, guys. Um, okay, so this lovely listener, uh, Curious Fucker, has written in, Hey, I'm 18. I listen to your podcast all the time and absolutely love it. To be honest, I don't know who to talk about because I'm having really heavy periods and I've gone to the doctors and I'm having ultrasounds to check for cysts, fibroids and endometriosis. Also, all my exams are cancelled and I'm stressing about going to university now. Did you have any advice to deal with anxiety as I don't want to tell my boyfriend? I know he would understand, but I don't want him finding me immature with this worrying as he is 22. Anyway, love you in Florence. Oh, such a a sweetheart. My heart, my soul. Why is she worrying about... um her boyfriend thinking she's being silly because that's not a silly thing to worry about at all absolutely not your boyfriend should be the first person you talk to about anything that like stressful or scary that you're going through and if he thinks that's immature then he's a fucking idiot yeah he's immature if uh if he thinks it's immature (laughs) i think the first person you speak to about anything that is is scary even if it is just anxiety and and worries about exams should be your partner if you can't talk to them then You've got to check your relationship, girl. Like, honestly. I guess um, um, the biggest thing to talk about here is her appointments are being cancelled because of everything that's going on right now with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, what is happening to sexual health during this time? Like, what can we do to make sure that we don't have any health risks during this time? Yeah, like I can't imagine how I would feel if suddenly like I fucked somebody before all the lockdown and then suddenly got a rash or was worried oh, that I had an yeah. STI. Like, pe- what do you even do? Because people can you- will. Yeah, people will. I mean, a lot of places do have free STI testing, which is like oral, vaginal and anal swabs and two vials of blood. But that's not available in every area of the UK. It's only in some areas. Oh, um, yeah. actually, home, I would definitely look that up. Yeah, home kits are like the best things to do right now. Um, but the things that she's getting tested for aren't things that you can do at home by yourself. Tests yeah. for like um, cysts and stuff. That's I don't think I don't know why that would be cancelled because I know that people are still going in for appointments to hospitals. It's it's possible that maybe she's worried that they're going to be cancelled. Um, I mean endometriosis and and anything to do with our reproductive systems are really scary especially when we are having heavy heavy periods 18 was the age where I was having my heaviest of periods so uh, we're talking like nine days of bleeding where I even got anemic because I was losing so much blood so that is a very normal age to have heavy periods Mm. Um, and especially with extreme pain like I've been I've thrown up before because of the pain during that age so hopefully it is just something that um, is is very normal and just a bit scary at this time, especially because you don't have access to help outside. But also, um, if it is something like a cyst or endometriosis or fibroid, then it's it's something that does need to be sorted. But it's not like a life threatening thing just at this moment. This is still something that that can wait a few weeks um, to be sorted out. As, as soon as you have access to doctors, I still think you can push to be seen if you are worried yeah, about I think it. You can. Like, don't, don't hold, like, don't hold back. Like, do pester your doctors, and it is maybe worth the risk going out and seeing a doctor, even if you are worried about catching 
coronavirus um i would also talk to your parents talk to anyone talk to your friends talk to your mother like especially your mum if you have a mum yeah and talk to your boyfriend as well um do be aware that because he is he is a bloke he might not be able to understand to you about it properly or say the right things like often or not when i'm talking about girly problems to my boyfriend and he's fucking 29 he says the wrong thing because he just doesn't know how to deal with the situation or he's not been around people to talk about it enough but us women we we're, we're so used to talking about female stuff and periods and and all the shit we go through so yeah definitely find your support network yeah what do you think Tobra? is there anything <laughs> you want to add no i agree what you said uh, at the end was what i was going to say that i don't think you should you need to feel like you need to talk to your partner about everything and anything some mm-hmm. things are you know you can and if you feel like he's not the right person then you should go with your intuition he's probably not the right person and you're you're the one who knows him best uh and um and yes, yeah, try to think who else you have in your life that could possibly be a good uh, person to support you, whether it's your mom. And um, as a mom thinking, talk to your mom like yeah. you can uh, <laughs> or your sister or your best friend. Or maybe you have another relative like your aunt or somebody in your family or extended family or your friends that you feel like could be somebody who could help you. We, we sometimes think that our partner needs to fill every single need and be there for every single thing that we have. But it's not true. It's actually mm-hmm. a, putting a lot of pl- pressure and not just because he's a man, but because of anything. It's it's the, it's a, yeah. it's a lot of pressure for one person. Um, and uh, and I think breathe and uh, and and yeah, everything else you said, I echo. <laughs> mm, yeah, definitely. Just said. find your support network. Fucking hell. This week's sex story is. So my story is my worst fuck and also my first time. I was 16, he was 16 and had a girlfriend. It was so awkward. We had music playing the weekend on his little portable speaker and the curtains were shut. We were in his parents' bedroom and literally had 30 minutes after school to fuck before his mum got back. The sex was painful. I was on top for a while and then we changed position and he accidentally slipped into my butthole. That's the worst pain in the world. I moved away quickly. Worst pain I have ever felt in my life. Luckily, he couldn't see my face. We carried on without saying a word and then we hear a car outside. It's his mum. He tells me to grab my clothes and go downstairs to the back door. So I run naked down the stairs, make it before she comes in I get dressed as fast as I can and realize my shoes were at the front door I tried messaging him but he didn't reply so I decided to to run home barefoot (gasps) butthole throbbing and no aftercare why did I think this was a good idea Oh no! Oh, the poor girl. Like it's definitely not her fault. You you didn't choose this. You you weren't expecting accidental anal and then to have to hide from his mum. That's extreme. That's like so many bad things all in once. So like oh, having to like, walk home yeah. barefoot, having your butthole accidentally entered, which literally is the worst pain in the world. Has that ever happened to you, Toba? what accidentally yeah, no yeah. Oh. but i but i 
I, I'm still trying to uh, like physically understand how it happens. So she was on top, and how does how does a penis slip into your butthole? I just it's don't like understand really, how that really happens. Really wet when you do, when you're like pounding, um, and you you, you like, accidentally I slip mean, out a bit too far, and then yeah, the penis just goes back in the wrong hole. Especially wow. if um, <laughs> especially if you're. Penis, if you've been fucking for a while and your penis goes numb as well and it when um, it's all like slippery and wet down there sometimes it's really <laughs> hard to feel and also like um it doesn't matter how much you know your partner and where their bum hole is sometimes i can't even find where to slip it in like it's it's really hard to navigate um okay, i, have to, like, I really, like, like i really need to i need to up my game here like i don't think i've ever reached the point where i couldn't tell which hole was which but i do remember one time and with my my first boyfriend that i we were having sex and i was on top and i yeah. was like uh facing his bedroom door like in my full glory yeah, you know yeah. sort of like riding him like a cowgirl like putting the whole show on you know and yes. then and then the door opened it was no. one of those it was one of those sliding doors, you know, and you kind of like oh, see it in sick. slow motion. And it was his sister, his no, older sister, no. standing. And there I am, like facing her, you know, like that on the bed. It was, it was, oh, I forgot about that story when I told the worst story of sex. That could have been one of them. But yeah, it was quite horrific. Oh my God. Yeah. How, I, how, I, how did they deal with it? No, she just stood there. It was like, because it was. <laughs> like that and then she shut the door and and that was it i don't i don't think i've ever i was able to able to look at her in the face again after that yeah. but we thought we were alone at home she must have come home yeah and we didn't hear her come in you know he was still living um in his mom's home and then he moved out after that yeah. well you know he, he was a couple of years older than me so he moved out after that but yeah it was quite horrific and also for, for her to not hear anything up until yeah. she opened the door it's like fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. the same thing happened to me once actually my my one of my ex's sisters walked in and it was just like but they, they pe people just stand there in shock because they don't know what yeah. to do mm -hmm. they don't leave straight away they're just looking at you like what <laughs> I know. What are you doing to my brother? It does take you a minute to sort of yeah. compute. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? It yeah. does. And then they're just like... Oh, oh. and one time... So one time when we were having sex here, and I told you, it is tricky when you have kids and, like, they sleep on, this, on the first floor and we have, like, uh, a loft. So, like, yeah. we're up to yeah. the door, right, at the bottom. But one time we suddenly hear... One of our daughters at the bottom of the stairs like, Daddy, oh, what are no. you doing to mommy? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, so no. Funny. That's so bad. This poor girl, that is probably the worst first time I have ever heard. Yeah, that is that is awful. You're right, Florence. That's like three worst stories in one. Um, yeah, I think it's it's really bad when you have to run away from a parent because you feel so guilty and shameful, and they feel guilty and shameful, and then you're thinking, what the fuck are the parents doing to yeah. make them feel like they have to hide and lie? Also, also we forgot the beginning of this story that he she told her us that he was cheating on his girlfriend as well with her. Oh, yeah. oh that would make sense there was yeah so many layers to this story uh, yeah, yeah. No. i think it's oh, an amazing so story shit. though i hope she got her shoes back <laughs> even though it was horrific it was a very like i don't know it's a good story to tell in a way 
Yeah, it, it was. Is a good, it's, it's very apt. Tova, I actually really wanted to ask you um, what you, how you're approaching talking about sex with your kids at the moment. Like, what are their ages and how, how, do, you, how do you talk about it? So my eldest is eight and the twins are six. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, to be honest, I, well, the first time my eldest ever asked me about sex was when she was five and I was wiping her bum as she was, she had just taken a big dump. They always <laughs> ask me this yeah. kind of moment. Um, so yeah, so she asked me as I was wiping her bum and I panicked in that moment and I started telling her this awful theory that I once heard about a special hug. And I really, <laughs> yeah. I really don't recommend it because actually it got her very worried. She started asking me then if she could get pregnant, if she hugs her sisters and, oh, it was awful. But uh, yeah, but ever since then, I could have like ditched that whole theory and I went for brutal honesty and I just tell them as it is and they all know and they are very aware of everything, to be honest, including, you know, vibrators. I've been working with Lilo now for over a year and they I have vib- vibrators everywhere in my house and yeah. they know that it's my special vagina toy. So, you know, they're like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. That is so yeah. good. Yeah. So I think like, all, all, to be honest, kids are very, the simple answer, the simple truth is usually the one that's like most, it, there's no issues with it. With yeah. it. Yeah. Once you start kind of lying and sugarcoating and making up all kinds of things, they they get really you know what i mean it gets complicated thank you tova so much for coming on it is time for us to fuck off now it has been (laughs) such a pleasure honestly thank you where can our curious fuckers find you and your book so i'm on instagram tova underscore lee and on facebook and the book is called fucked at 40 and it's on amazon audible it's also a kindle everywhere amazing Amazing. thank you so much again this has been a really good really good experience actually with the quarantine recording like it's gone really well thank you for bearing with us and guys we will see you next week remember to subscribe to this podcast give us a rating and a review because we are going to be here throughout your whole isolation we are here to get you through oh god yeah isolation celebration although it's getting fucking hard you know it's like what what we're only in it uh, two Mm. weeks is it it's hard i've been I'm mentally up and down so much. Woo! Shit balls. But we are here for you. We're still going to be bringing you YouTube content, podcast content, and IGTV videos. So make sure you check those out on our social media. Come curious. And that jazz. At come (laughs) curious, C-O-M-E, curious. And our personals at Florence Bark and at Read Amber X. Thanks, Florence. It's been a pleasure, guys. And yeah, look after yourself, stay sane, keep to your routines, but don't kill yourself if they don't go to plan. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. You'll hear us next week. Goodbye. Yeah, hear us next week. Root Insurance is all about you and how you drive. In fact, that's the number one factor we use to give you a better price, which puts you in control. Just download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate. It's car insurance made for you. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.